0: We have a go. Lift off in ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ignition. What's happening? Welcome to your Mars podcast, episode two. This one focuses primarily on the Taurus constellation and mainly the two star clusters that you can find in there. Number one being Messier forty-five, also known as the Seven Sisters. Also known as the Pleiades. Why it's got as many names as the artists formerly known as Prince, we'll probably get into. Uh, and also the Hyades, which is the V-shaped star cluster, which makes up the face of the bull Taurus, which is perpetually scrapping with Orion, and we'll also learn why he's a Muppet. He has a few interesting things in there. Obviously, we're going to discuss the mythology, the science, and the cool fact segments as well. You'll find the Taurus constellation just upwards and slightly to the right of Orion. And then Messier 45, it's like a little group of stars, it looks a bit like the uh, Big Dipper, just kind of shrunken nature, slightly further to the right, and slightly more north. Yeah, we'll jump right in with the mythology, again, thank you for listening, it means a lot. Powerful, powerful and with it, we can roam anywhere in space and Of, um, there's a lot of dark undertones to these stories. It's um it's about a titan named Atlas. He fathered quite a few kids, the seven daughters being the Pleiades, and then also um he also fathered the Hyades, siblings of their son Hyas, who obviously is where the Hyades take their namesake, which is a little bit heavy to be honest. Imagine being a group of sisters named after your brother. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing being named after your ma or your other fella, like the Pleiades, for example. But imagine your brother died, and your whole image essentially for eternity six hundred and twenty five million years actually, you had to carry kind of carry that weight with you. So it's basically, what happened was this: the mythology for you, they they died of grief, right? So Hyas was the son, as I say, of Atlas and a water nymph, uh, Pleione, and one day he's gone. Apparently to get some water. And um he's been done in by a lion. He's been made into a constellation, Aquarius, the water bearer, uh which is objectively a shite star sign, right? Imagine people well I suppose I'm a fish, so I haven't really got anything to say, but imagine you had the choice of things to pick to assign, you know, relative characteristics and features to a person and and your symbol was the water bearer you're essentially a server for all eternity whether you like it or not and the symbol for that is a water pitcher so it an objectively shite star sign right regardless of whether you are one or or whatever they're all shite but that's a particularly shite one so anyway he's gone to he's gone to fetch the uh, the old water for them and he's been done in by a lion so made into the aquarius symbol and then obviously the the lion was also made into Leo, right? that's the other the other constellation. You never see those two in the um the start in the star in the skies together. One rises as the other one sets. It's like an eternal heavenly chase apparently. But yeah, so his sisters they couldn't obviously get over it. Don't know whether it was obviously being named after him, which fucking reminded them of him every time someone said the name, but They've decided to do themselves in as well. No, they've died of grief. Sorry, yeah, they've died of grief, all of them. And then their sisters, the Pleiades, the seven of them, the really famous ones, they fucking do themselves in because they can't deal with the grief of their sisters dying. So you're talking 15 members of this family have all popped the clogs here and obviously that our fella and the man must be fucking distraught. One, because that our fella's holding up the world as it is. So not only has he got enough on his plate carrying the planet or Mount Olympus or the heavens or whatever the story is you know you can fucking Google that one yourselves but he's holding that up so he hasn't even got the time to have a word with his kid and say listen I'm holding i'm I'm holding the world up you're somehow on it the Greek myths are nuts that so we all know the Greeks like to fuck obviously still really it's quite a common thing when you go to Greece the men love to goose but <laughs> Back in the day when um so Heracles, who would become the Romanized version, Hercules, the hero, obviously really famous for the Disney movie and, and all the other shit, um he is gay mate, right? He's called his servants and he's called his, his mate and his helper and all this kind of stuff. But anyone with a brain that knows anything about the Greeks is that they loved fellas fraternity and all that kind of stuff it all comes from there like it wasn't the romans obviously popularized just being merrily gay but the greeks were fucking trailblazers in this instant right and hylas was definitely Heracles' boyfriend so a nice little connotation there when you're looking up at the taurus constellation and the hyades just know that it's a nice little collection of gay stars like the backstreet boys essentially of the sky (laughs) but yeah check them out it's great also to play these another little story about them one of them so there's seven stars two more obviously visible through telescopes and binoculars and stuff so it makes up like a collection of nine obviously when you view them through high-powered stuff or even just in a nice dark sky you can see more but There's seven sisters, one of them doesn't shine as bright, you've probably got that sibling, right, who's not quite as bright as the other ones, but the reason why she apparently doesn't shine as bright as the others is because she was knocking boots with a mortal, and essentially had to hide her face in shame, right, which is strange, you know what I mean, the Greeks were way ahead of the curve on gay relationships, but when it came to gods, goose and mortals, unless it was Zeus, Zeus could fucking get away with whatever he wants, and he could shag whoever whatever he wanted, right? But then whenever Merope, You know what it is? Sexism. It's classic, classic mortal misogyny, I'd say. But it stretched all the way to the gods. Because these are daughters of titans. Well, a titan and a nymph, right? So obviously, if she's a nymph, she's going to be a nymph. You be a nympho, I'll be a nympho, said 50 Cent, even though he clearly doesn't understand that a nymphomaniac is a woman obsessed with sex or you know with a healthy sex drive or i think it's an obsession and isn't hidden addiction a compulsive addiction but 50 cents essentially imagine just imagine him in bulletproof vest on a little shell with fucking mermaid legs and that, just trying to entice greek sailors <laughs> um but yeah so that's one of the stories about why obviously you can only see six with the naked eye interestingly they used to do eye tests back in the day with how many stars you could see From the Pleiades, you'd have really acute vision if you could see the 7th, and obviously if you could only see 6, you would be one of the people that would eventually need specs when they would have invented thousands of years later. So a couple of interesting facts about the Pleiades Open Star Cluster. They are 100 million years old, so when they were forming in their nebula, and the star birthing ground essentially, on Earth... We're we're in the Cretaceous period, so we were slap bang in the middle of it. So we had animals like the fucking Tyrannosaurus rex running about. Australia was still connected to Antarctica. Uh, India was still a separate island in the middle of the ocean with Madagascar. It's difficult to obviously date planets and star systems and all that kind of stuff because they don't exactly have a fucking birth certificate. But the way they do it essentially is at what point stars are at in the life right so you can kind of they go through stellar progressions and eventually we mentioned that you know they burn through the primary fuel source which is hydrogen and eventually start turning into heavier elements so where these stars are at in the life cycle is is how you date them essentially um yeah another funny thing that that i read about the Pleiades is they're traveling at 25 miles per second through space together as a star cluster obviously which is why you see it you know, it's it's not dispersing as quickly as normal star systems usually do. Our st- our son was born in one of these um stellar birthing grounds and eventually, you know, the size of them, the gravity, they kinda of pull away and with space distort and they move apart. But the play of these are moving through space together. So a funny um comparison that I came up with earlier is the London Marathon. It's twenty six miles long, right? Twenty six point two miles long. And the world record for that is two hours, two minutes, and thirty-seven seconds. Now it would take the Pleiades one point zero four seconds to run the London Marathon. So to be honest with you, I don't think I don't understand why Paula Radcliffe thinks it's okay to stop and have a shit in the middle of it when those are the kinds of numbers that you're competing against. The Pleiades would run the London Marathon about seven thousand and seventy-four times faster than. The current world record which i know that we said earlier that the pleiades are greek but given those kind of numbers you can safely assume that the pleiades were probably kenyan <laughs> so the hyades are the most studied open star cluster as they're also the closest to our solar system they're only 153 light years away meaning as we mentioned in the last episode that it takes a wavelength traveling at the speed of light 153 years to get from That star cluster to us so we see it essentially 153 years in the past they are 625 million years old placing them still a relatively young group of stars an open star cluster specifically they're essentially a group of stars that are created around the same time and the logical conclusions of nebula these massive collections of dust and gas in interstellar space as they all coalesce and form into clumps in this star formation ones that are strong enough to hold the gravity kind of become in sync with each other and blow away all this um all the external dust gas and some of its solar mass into space which leaves left over like a glittering collection of stars um as i say, they're of the relative same chemical composition moving at the same pace through space eventually you know they get to the point where them as they go through the stellar lifetimes they start to a lot of them pulsate and a lot of them will kind of collide and explode and all that kind of stuff so they're not going to be that way forever but obviously we're we're just around at a point to witness them in the particular shape that they're in right which is interesting because a lot of people think that their souls for example are from these regions of space these are called hyadean star seeds, right after the hyades um and these are people who believe that they're from another planet and if you met some of them You'd be inclined to agree with them because they do come across as alien. I know I used to know a girl that didn't believe in gravity but somehow believed in the foundations of space time that would allow someone to be from a particular place in space and a particular place in time, right? She knew she was from some planet because she had a dream about it and it was blue, right? They're always full of great details. She told me what makes me believe that when i look through a telescope for example that someone's not just dangling a photo across the lens right as if i couldn't just take my eye off the telescope and look to see whether someone was above me or not but she didn't believe in gravity until one day she walked through the bar and a bottle fell off the back bar and hit her on the head and i asked her do you believe in gravity now and she got really obsessed and i was like is the pain real (laughs) um it's a modern day isaac newton you know when he fucking got clunked on the head with the apple She just got clunked on the head with the apple brandy. It's one of them where facts have a way of just kind of proving themselves right or wrong over time. And you kind of, you know, the science and the knowledge adjusts with that. But these people believe that they're from mad areas in space and time, right? And there's just something extra special about them. They're just endowed with all these characteristics like lion-like charisma, right? Which, as we all know, when you go to the safari park, that's why they say... Don't get out your car in the lion enclosure, just in case you get wrapped up in deep conversation with a silver-tongued lion, right? In case he tries to get you to invest in his cryptocurrency or buy into a pyramid scheme. Charismatic lion. That's the most famous thing about lions, right? That's what everybody's worried about, that you're just going to end up wasting your time getting into a right old chinwag with one of them, right? Welcome to the cool facts segment. Cool fact number one. There's nothing cool about darts, right? But I thought that Aldebaran, the biggest and brightest star that we can see from Earth in the Taurus constellation, makes up the bull's eye, right? And it's red, so I assumed that on a dartboard, that's the reason. Sorry, you can hear me, dog tippy tapping outside the, uh, the the door. I assumed that that was the reason. Why? He writes that the red center, the bullseye of a dartboard, that would have been for me the only thing that could make darts interesting. Other than my nan plays it and she's fucking boss at it, and it isn't. So cool fact number one: there's nothing cool about darts. But Aldebaran is forty-four times the diameter of our sun, so it's a big old fella, and um, over a hundred and four. Um, sorry, over four hundred and twenty-five times. The luminosity so it's bright and coming to the end of its life as we know you know as it gets it swells towards a red supergiant you know it's more likely to implode on itself and leave a dense remnant. right cool fact number two subaru is the japanese word for the pleiades so if you look at the car manufacturer's logo it's actually got the pleiades that's it um you'll see that on the front of all its cars and that which is pretty cool uh, another one for the pleiades is the Maori tribes and people in New Zealand call the Pleiades Matariki. Probably butchered in the pronunciation there, but um, and that signifies the beginning of the Maori New Year. So it's late June, early July. That starts all those kind of uh, celebrations, which is that's I think really interesting. Pleiades in Greek means to sail. So one is one interpretation that is that the sailing through the night sky, um, away from Orion, everyone's always running away from Orion, lad. I know, we did a bit about him in the last episode, about how it was our last, that Apollo made his sister shoot him, without realising, but thinking about it now, he's a bit of a prick, isn't he, apparently Zeus made, basically was sick of fucking Orion, chasing these girls around all the time, seven of them, and obviously they're running away, because Orion's a giant, now what sort, of small, mortal, wants to be pursued by a giant, right? Obviously, that's going to get a bit tedious, so Zeus bang them in constellations. But the Greek word means to sail, and apparently Pleiades were used as a navigation technique, essentially. So when they would rise, when they'd rise in the morning, that essentially meant that it was safe to navigate and sail across the Mediterranean. Ignition. Nice one for listening. This has been episode two of Yamaha's podcast. As always, like, subscribe. Even though you can't subscribe because it's like Instagram and that. Comment, yeah, send messages, all that kind of stuff. Thank you for all your feedback. By the way, for episode one, it's meant a lot, and it's it's nice to speak to someone else other than my wife for a change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These will be coming out every fortnight or so, and if there's enough people listening to them, obviously I'll do them much more frequently. Yeah, nice one. Clear skies, folks. Get <laughs> Powerful attribute. With it, we can roam anywhere
1: in space and type.